Well, at least for this. Hello. Hello. This is what I, what I like to call it. The this, this is. There we go. There we go. <laughs> First fuck up in a long time. Been good for a while. All right. Start over again. Welcome to the clusterfuck. <laughs> it's a one year anniversary, two months late. Because <laughs> I can remember dates. So I got Reese, which you already heard. Kyle, I'm my co host. Hello. The chief onion of Eve Onion, Opus Magnum. Howdy. And then we got the infamous Brisk Rubal. Oh, hello. <laughs> and then we've got. Oop. Don't need to blow up Alex. Uh, then we got Alex Accard from Noir and his co host, Zero Coolon. Hello, hello. <laughs> and then we have the infamous Seagull of Pacovin, Drake Idun. <laughs> so I really wanted to do this show. <laughs> really wanted to do this show, just kind of, you know, have a little bit of fun. Um I mean Reese, you came in what, about the episode nine point, nine ten point. Uh Kylon, it was in and out in the beginning. Opus I did my very first show in the very beginning with. That was a fun shit show. <laughs> Um, I was and, on number two, yeah. I remember. Yep. Brisk was interviewed for CSM last year on here. Um, and then Alex been on twice, which is always fun. And then I, I got I, I weaseled to get zero cool in since he actually listens to the podcast a little bit and thinks it's funny. <laughs> I do, I do, yeah. And then Drake just makes fun of me because he thinks I hate him. Everyone hates me, baby. <laughs> But um, so we're just going to have a little bit of fun, either some of the stupid shit that's happened on this show or making fun of me because I fuck shit up all the time or <laughs> uh, making fun of some of the stupidity we do on this show or whatever. I don't really care. What I want to know is what have you guys seen that has changed in Potchfinland with the trig stuff since you started the show? What was it like a year ago, and what's it like now? Uh, a year ago, we just got done. Well, a year and two months ago, we just got done with we were Big Battle and we were Shota. And it turned into, let's burn our own shit down. Uh, we're tired of being in timer hell. And started learning from Drake to Seagull to be annoying to outsiders. <laughs> yeah, I guess a year ago, they had just opened the gates. Right, that was they had just opened the gates. That's when everybody was mad because of all the standing stuff and the changes. And I remember we talked about that on the show a year ago. Yep. So how has that worked out? Is that are people still mad about that or has everybody kind of just dealt with it? It was something that was gonna happen eventually. Like either they were gonna taper it down, or the people that wanted to be in here would have just got the standings because it wasn't hard. And that was kind of the warning I'd always given to people. And, I was kind of ignored, and then CCP were like, psych, here you go. <laughs> Just cut all the standings. I don't think it turned out to be a good thing. Has it gotten yeah. more people involved? I mean, I know we're in there, and we wouldn't have been able to do it if we had to go grind the standings first. So, yeah, I mean, I've been in there a bunch of times with the guys. I think people have gotten involved. I think the initial 
issue we had though is that it opened up the floodgates and it felt like all of eve was bullying quote unquote the trees with our structures right because they were you know unique snowflake structures that could be rebuilt and of course because of certain alliances you know uh kind of getting the whole region engulfed in nullsec politics sometimes it happens it happens yeah uh, <laughs> I, and I think i think the only other update we've had is uh you know i guess the drifters and all that are not quite as buggy uh, that's about the only other thing we we have that's been updated, right? In a year. The, the important thing there is not quite as buggy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, not quite yeah, as buggy. Right. buggy. Uh, we have a dude that's like nine point eight something with Triggs, and he still gets dunked on by Triggs if he shoots a drone and they're on grid with him. Yeah, we still have our uh, resident uh, twelve boxer Aura <sighs> has a ten point on uh, like almost all of his characters now, or near enough to ten point and every so often the triggers will be like, wow, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> I'm just that dirty daywalker that tries to avoid getting shot by both. No, yeah. I'm, I'm a daywalker as well now. It took me a long time to get it to oh, daywalker yeah. status. Yeah, like... The Eden Com is like super stingy on their standings. Yep. It's because you're not shooting the triggers. <laughs> Gotta balance that shit. It's a problem. <laughs> drones, are, drones are like a big deal. For them too, they're a threat too. So what the hell, Incom? Exactly. At least, at least we have no more in warp DDs happening anymore. In warp DDs? Yeah. Yeah. If you warp off as soon as, um, if you're still on grid, even in warp, guys. The, yeah, when the Tyrannus uh, shield goes down, it will just if you're if you're the only player on grid, even if you're in warp, it'll just be like, yeah, yeah you're dead. <laughs> yeah, you're dead. Oh, wow. We. Uh, there's some crazy was, shit going on in Potch Vanilla. Not gonna lie, it was it was one of the funnest uh, like um, emergent content we discovered early on, which was uh, pre-priming uh, Doomsdays. So we'd find Tyrannuses that uh, have no targets on grid, and we would volley them down and cloak before um, the missiles hit. So whoever warped on grid immediately died. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Oh, you're the next person on grid. Oops. It did backfire once. I lost a Tenga doing it. <laughs> that would have been me because I'm always a late warping. Every like, time. I, <laughs> I literally warped to like the same grid that I knew had primed one on. And I I like looked away for a second. I just heard, ding. I was like, what? Oh, fuck. I could, I could only blame myself for this. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember we were doing some standing sticks and I warped off because it was one that wasn't by a wormhole and I was warping away because we get uh, one of our guys has like a super tanky scorpion no rattlesnake and he can take the DD and it decided DD me instead and I was like, motherfucker! <laughs> I mean, you can right. get lucky and try to sig tank it, but... Yeah. Yeah, but those bastards hit far out anyways with regular weapons. So with like fraternity involved in this thing in Nullsec and then the Horde guys and everything, is it quieted down? Are the Null groups still giving you guys a hard time? Or, or is it... The, the press still here in force. There's still a crabbing wing in front. Yeah, they're, they're all in issues now. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if anything, the crabbing has gone way up. So well, lots think... of crabs now. Yeah, lots of crabs, but I will say that it's not super oppressive crabbing. Like it's, it's not like one group is running three like twenty man fleets and, you know, just being obnoxiously 
abundant within the region, right? Each one. Can you catch them when they're out, or is this all? Oh, this yeah. is working yeah, on? Just about to ask, like, is this engageable crabbing or is it, it it's, it's it's crabbing. You can push them off very easily, but it's far harder to engage. They basically just um, they have 160 kilometer drone range Ishtars, and they burn away, and that's yep. it. If you come to the site, they will stay on site just in case they get a tick. We have to use yeah, miracle yeah. bushes to catch them. Yeah, pretty much. At this point, you just catch it's them just... on the gates, basically. About the only way to get them. And, like, even back when Horde was running the Vedmac fleets that was designed to run away from us all the time, at least they were expensive. The Ishtars are just for their tankiness and speed. I mean, they're, the, they're the, so cheap now. The Vedmac fleet was funny because we have uh, EU time zone FC. It was like, there's always one or two stragglers. Drop a bubble. And we didn't even have to bubble because they bubbled behind themselves and a Vedmac hit the bubble and we just destroyed it and laughed our way home. Boom. There's always one yep. axiom of every yeah. fleet commander. There's yeah, always the, one. The Horde boys like learned quite fast to try and sink their warps as fast as like as best as possible, but Frat just don't care with their Ishtars. They won't group warp at all. So you can quite easily um just well, I mean, catch they're them so out. cheap. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you do one OF and you pay for what, five? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Without even blinking. Yeah. Yeah. So Pakovin's a little, little squirrely, brisk. <laughs> how many, uh, how many structures are left? A lot. We've killed, yeah, we've we've killed two more structures since. Uh, okay. Like since the um, the changed was it siege green the change to mm -hmm. the medium structures the damage cap was removed we've been um, constantly refing the frat stuff over and over again. So whenever they try and go out and attack Brave or defend from Brave, they have to make a choice of, do we go out there or do yeah. we have to commit some people well, to... That's in... awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. That's yeah. that's that's one of the reasons why I was happy with the Siege Green changes. I knew it was going to have an impact on some groups, but on the big guys, the small guys harassing the big guys, it gives me a chub. I love that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it also seems to have um, tempered Norris's, like kind of uh, he's kind of simmered down and stopped like try to lord over the fact he's the owner of frat inside posture and now he like speaks on an equal footing now he also now sends me pictures of his cat sissy which is the most adorable cat i've ever seen <laughs> so he's so he's now in my good books for now it's your first cat terms with norris i am there you go cat terms are pretty that's pretty intimate you know yeah, we're we're trading cat picks. It's you could say it's kind of serious. <laughs> oh, There's shit. only 281 structures left in Pochman. Hopefully another year. 281. All right. That's yeah, including all Almost That's all. Almost all of them are Astras, though. Well, there's 27 Astras and four forts left, and there's nine Athenors and four Retardus. So. Mm -hmm. And 237 Posses that are all dead. Yep. So can there's you, your number. Can you anchor a new pass and patch on the negative block too? You can't anchor anything. No. You, only you might be able to anchor the new um the new site, you know, the structure that's being anchored in Athunan, the new um Edencom cloakable structure. But we don't know cool. yet. Yeah, the only I things you think... can anchor are like the small, like the mobile depot bubbles, like the quote unquote the you can anchor that yeah that is a point that is the one thing that you can anchor is the thing that you can make artwork so we've got the uh is it a nanny the among us artwork 
that's... <laughs> that, that Rue maintains. Yeah. Oh, the metal depots, yeah. Yeah, we put those out, you know, everyone can put out their old depots. So those passes that are still out there, I mean, they're all left over from the switchover, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So they're all dead, so they're just dead they're sticks. Dead. Man, that's, dude, I got to tell Mark, because one of our favorite things is we like to bash dead passes. <laughs> I, I, we got to go. If there are 200 and some in Podfin, we got to go find these things. That's that that's like months of content for the play. Rampage stream right there. There you go. Well, bring it that's on. It. I've, I've got to go um, kill some passes. I'll, get, I'll tell you what. I'll give you a spreadsheet with all the passes and with the located one. Oh, my God, Opus. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Unfortunately, so no uh, abortable XL uh, ship maintenance or anything. Hey, I'll take it. Now we, I think we, we have a bunch of stuff left over in Senda. Remember when we, we were hanging out with you guys a couple months ago, and I think we still have all that stuff there. So I have oh, to go yeah. back and kill it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I've, I've been bringing. Denaria, I know you've been telling me that there are plenty of possibles, but you didn't tell me where they were. <laughs> Opus is telling me where they are. That's Does Zenaria only talk about Poshman now? He could have. <laughs> oh, dude. I, I asked him I asked him earlier today because I knew I was doing the show. I said, hey, is there anything going on in Poshman I need to know about? And he gave me like two paragraphs worth of talking points. So I have I have some background stuff. That's where I'm getting my questions for you guys. <laughs> the thing oh, is, the two, two paragraphs worth of stuff from Zenaria is kind of like scary. <laughs> you don't know what he's putting there. <laughs> it's there good. you go, Brisk. Have fun. Good. Oh, Get I love you, man. the kingdom. Oh, it's so good. So there's uh, something I've seen uh, recently, a trend emerging. I don't know if it's new, perhaps it's not, where there's a bit of advice now for returning players who've got their stuff all over New Eden, perhaps in uh, asset safety. And the advice is, oh, it's okay. If you don't want to use Black Frog, then just filament it to Posh Ben. It's the best way to get your stuff to high sec. Yeah. What, what do you think of that fast. advice? It's, literally the <laughs> it's great advice. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it comes with the caveat of oh make sure you watch a youtube video or something first about posh because there's mm -hmm. timers and things but that's about as much as detailed as the advice gets well, yeah it's, it's, it's pretty easy yeah yeah it's pretty easy well, i mean literally you, what you're moving to well right i mean so if you move you can film it in and then you can wait your 50 minute timer and you can film it out to like adjacent filmer right so that's one way or you're scan out wormholes but you are, I mean, it's safe-ish. Just don't sit out in space once you get once you film it in. That's the problem that people start to have. They, they're trying to get their bearings, and next thing you know, some awesome. Yeah, they're gonna get in off. Yeah, someone's already probed you down like you know, fifteen seconds, and now you've lost all your junk. Yeah, yeah. it's like the, it's safest way is just like an orca with a cloak and a prop mod, and suddenly you're solid. You're solid. Yep. yep. Like the the orca highway is something that does happen in Poshman. It's not as well used as I thought it would be. Um, there are quite a lot of traders that go from Amar directly to Jita using it without having to go through, um, is it Yodama and stuff like that? Yep. I, I use that today to go help uh, the Noir boys out with my pesky little legion. <laughs> I felt like a flea on the field next to their DPS. Yeah, it's amazing to me how many people, even veterans, haven't learned about all the different short shortcuts you can take through different areas to get places. Like, 
the third what 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 Sigma Cartel does with Thera is so freaking good. I don't know why more people don't use their Thera map, their Eve Scout stuff and everything to get around. And then the same thing with the with the Pochvin filaments and knowing, you know, if I get into Pochvin, no matter where I am, as long as I can get to Senda, I can be four jumps from Jita with an out filament. It's like there's so many easy ways to get around, and I feel like a lot of people just haven't figured it out yet, which it's, is it's mainly interesting. The, uh, it's mainly I think is the the people being apprehensive of the unknown. Like people don't like when I first learned about Thera, I was like, wait, this is just the best highway possible until right, exactly. came along. It, it was the biggest quality of life change. The only thing is you just have to know how to conduct yourself in Thera. And it's not like it's masses of people in there now. Yeah. Like it's pretty chill. Yeah. Like, I mean there's a chance camp. you're gonna get caught in a gate camp on one of the out wormholes, but other than that, I mean you're usually okay. Sorry Alec. I was just gonna say the it's not even as camped as it used to be. Yeah. Like, yeah. It yeah. really is a pretty straight shot. And anytime I have to go more than fifteen jumps, the first thing I look at. The other thing yep, that we... most people don't know as well is you can uh, you can clone jump into Thera. Yep. I have a clone in station twelve uh, all the time. <laughs> the so. the question is, is that because of the player count's gone down so much? Or is it I think because so. so many people are afraid of afraid of terror? Terror, you know. Is it... I I think it's definitely the player count. I mean, when you are right now, we're looking at there are twenty three thousand people on uh, four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon in prime EU time zone. It's eight o'clock UTC. It's eight o'clock uh, Eve time. This is kind of like the normal high peak of the weekend right now, and there are twenty three thousand people. You know, it would have been, you know, thirty three thousand couple years ago even more than we talked about on the meta show yesterday it's it's just it's kind of freaky to me come on y'all know summers they go down in summertime come on (laughs) it's not like this i mean this is crazy i've just i've just quickly brought up uh eve offline so exactly two years ago we were looking at roughly 38 to thirty-three thousand on sundays yep i'm saying yeah and i know that a big drop the price increase nailed a bunch of people and the industry changes that made it less lucrative to have a bunch of alts and stuff like that, I know made a big difference. But still, like, we got a lot of vets leaving. And I worry about places like Pochvin and Wormhole Space uh, because those are areas that already had a limited number of people involved. Because it, it is a higher investment of knowledge and time to learn how to get good at those areas. And you don't have the crutches of things like, you know, local and stuff like that to, to, to get around it. That's honestly it worries me that fewer space. people are doing it. Well, like, I, uh, I like it. I don't, I don't mind that at all. Like that, oh, yeah, that yeah. to me is it's fun. Like, it's part of the fun. It's something that uh, I've noticed of people coming in here, like brand new players is if you throw new players in at the deep end, they will, it's not even a case of sink or swim. They will swim. They get, unless they well, are, um, yeah, unless they don't have the time or yeah. it's like the assets is a big problem at the start, but Potron kind of, solves that with salvaging even if you die loads it's once you get used to it you've you're suddenly so much more adept at the game more so than people that have been playing for years and years and years who only stay in say high sec or low sec or anywhere like if they stay in their own single area it's definitely something we've noticed in kybernauts is you bring in newer players you know most of them stay most of them get hard most of them learn the game really in depth more than even veteran players, right? It's just it's just that environment. Space Hell just makes people better pilots. 
Yeah, back in the day. And I'm sure most people have this story. I wasn't really retained till I went to LOSEC. And it was one of the first things that my corp told me to do. They, they brought me and said, yeah, you can be in high sec for a little bit, but come out to our LOSEC HQ. Come out here. Doesn't matter if you think you're ready. Just go. I did. And it was it was the best. I never went back, really. Well, one thing I think is... Go on, Sabat. Sorry. I was about to say, I never was retained until Pocketman and Trig content came around. Yeah. I'd play for like three, six months, not play for nine months or so, resub again. I was constantly in and out, and then I didn't play for a while because I was moving all over the country, and I up and decided to start looking at some e-videos, and was like, holy shit, they have new ships? There's this weird triangle content? Okay. Let's try it out. And now I've been subbed for, I think my sub runs out like next year, a month from now. Like, I was just like, fuck it. I'm in. I'm sold. I love the, I love spooky, scary space, though. I mean, I the reason red. Why. Go on. I'm sorry. I'm just saying it's red. You can <laughs> say no to red. Nope. It is red. <laughs> I love I love the uh, the dark red people there. Uh, there's loads of people because we've just joined um, uh, Castle Kickers. Has just joined Roach just because we hang without without with them the most, and uh, we've been basically jumping in and out of rat space, just uh, you know bullying them and picking ratters off and things like that, and gate camping when they're trying to move stuff through. And I was like, oh my god, it's so bright in K space. Like, I don't know how. And like, you can see stuff in in the posh I was like, yeah, I can make out guns and stuff. And I was like, how? It's just because I've been here for like a year and a half. I think the reason why people love posh so much is um, kind of like the reason why people who love Eve love Eve is because of um, you know delayed gratification and actually having some adversity to go through that you can be proud of instead of everything being handed to you. And I think Poshman's just a uh, very condensed version of it. And it doesn't help that you guys can make a lot of money in there too, as opposed to everywhere else. Oh, yeah. Zoya definitely provides. Zoya provides. Speak, uh... Speaking speaking of uh, money, so what, some of the stuff I did with uh, the ridiculous money I was getting during the Seagull era was I just bought out all the Tyrannuses and Jita for months. So I have a couple, I have a couple thousand lying around the uh, the uh, game and i realized today that tyrannuses have dropped over half so i'm down like 30 40 bill in assets just oh. in tyrannuses oh no mm -hmm. so so bris brought up you know player count and stuff i was so excited didn't want to let anyone know when i was doing this shit so excited because i pulled all my structures down like two weeks ago and super early Thursday morning, like an hour after downtime, I did that scary flight of my freighter into Jitta with like 28 billion isk worth of structure stuff. And I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> please God, don't let the, uh, the, the, uh, whatever the hell they're calling themselves now. The safety. Guys catch me. Yeah, Sa yeah. Safety. Yeah. Don't let the safety um, guys catch me. Custom control, any of those guys. Did you actually notice in the last uh, MER, the destruction in, you know, the forge has gone down by about 30, 40%. Yeah. And a lot of that is attributed to, we think, to all the alts in the uh, safety and code. And um, who's the other one? Black Flag. Just yeah. not being able to support all their alts. 
Yeah. Yeah. So either they're quitting, or if they're not quitting, they're getting rid of a load of their catalyst alts. Yeah, some of the fleets I saw when I was moving some stuff around were really tiny. They're like five man fleets, and I was like, okay, I think I'm safe. But... Well, it, I know I there was a guy that used to hang out with us that he would gank people Udama, you know, and he was just saying that like it was harder and harder to find freighters going through and during prime time there's almost nothing and yeah. that for me is an indicator that something's going on yep that's that's absolutely the case at least for, the, for my friends that, that are on the ganking cruise it's definitely become an issue and i mean the, the bumping changes made a big big deal for them that really hurt their ability to do what they do and that was i guess three years old now yeah. uh, but since then like yeah it's a lot of this this traffic has just kind of dried up and that that to me is one of these canary in a coal mine signals that we got a problem here. We got so. well, the proof's in the pudding. If you we we took a look at this in Declarations of War, it isn't just any one patch. If you look over the course of the past year to two years, it's a steady trend down the average player count over each time period. A year ago, we had less players than we had six months ago, than we had three months ago, than we had two weeks ago, than we had a week ago. We did It's constantly it. going down. It's not just the price change. It's not just any one patch. It's a yeah. series of compounding decisions. Yeah, and it, it only gets worse when you say, yeah, we're just going to charge more money. And like, what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that devlog annoyed me so much. Just because, not because of, the, of them saying we have to charge more money, because like with the massive revenue loss that they had and electricity costs going through the roof right now, which is just hurting everyone. <laughs> it's just that they put it through... They made someone from marketing write that. It's like, oh, we're going to charge you extra. And it's going to be so amazing. We get all this yeah. extra stuff, but we're not going to tell you what it is. It's like, oh, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. Just just say, just like, look, we need to level with you, player base. We've lost this X amount of revenue because of these things and electricity is going up. You know, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. If they, if they yeah. just, if they were just humble about it and just said, look, we have to raise prices. Like it would have been received them... badly. When we saw when we saw the blog early on the CSM, what I told them was, you need to tell remind people what they're getting, explain to them what you're going to give them in the future, and then explain the reasons why you had to do this. And they took that first part of explain what you're getting now, and they left that in, but they took all the rest of it out. And you you go just with what you're getting now, and people are like, you guys are you're increasing my costs, and I'm paying I'm paying more money for the same thing. Yep. And that's why yeah. I said, and I told him, I said, look, if you don't announce new content or at least tell people what you need the money for or what is happening that is causing you to do this beyond, oh, we haven't had a price increase since 2003 and you got 20 years of inflation, you got to talk more about like specific stuff like the war in Ukraine that cost them a whole you know segment of the game or talking about electricity prices in England or talking about like hyperinflation immediately that people all can recognize and then, you know, I said, frankly, what I would like to have seen them to do, and they didn't want to do this, was if they had waited to do this until a couple of months after FanFest, when they had announcements of new stuff coming, and then couple that with sales for vets that we finally got from <laughs> them after pushing on it for months, if they had done all of that, it might have blunted. I mean, it was never going to completely blunt. People don't want to spend more money. I mean, that's yeah. the bottom line. The, the sales it's never going to be okay. Yeah, the sales Maybe for wouldn't vets have been is... less bad. The sales for vets is um, something they missed out entirely as well. Like even if it, because they said it wasn't ready in it was CCP Paragon's um, Discord chat, 
but they could have put in the um, in the dev blog, we've got discounts coming for alts. It's just not ready yet. They could have just I mean, said that. They that's could have said that. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I and I, I, I really wonder what the issue was if they thought that there was some like technical issue with it. And I mean, granted, I know they went in June 1st, they did the whole, make sure you put all your accounts under the same email address type thing and all that stuff to make it easier for them to track this shit. But I mean, look, if you tell people, hey, if you do this, you will get a cheaper rate, they're gonna do it. Like, it's not, that's not an issue. So I felt like they really needed to say something at, at the time when they announced the increase that, that there was going to be sales and it needed to be positive, not just we're exploring it. It needs, but this will happen. And they yeah. didn't do that. And, that, yeah, and if it would so, have been a difference of a month, month and a half, why not just wait? Right. Why not just yeah, wait? Yeah. Right. Right. Although exactly. you, you say right. wait after FanFest, the FanFest this time, like <laughs> there was stuff announced in there, but it was subtly hinted at. It wasn't. Out but of here's the thing. The reason why I think they got nailed at the FanFest, because frankly, FanFest had a ton of new stuff announced. Yep. And we did a whole meta show on this, talking about all this new stuff that they're doing. The problem was none of it was ready to ship. But they at least announced it. But when when you increase the price on the players, and then you got Paragon on his day off going over and, and, and putting his foot in his mouth with the whole, you know, this is going to be the biggest uh, update ever kind of thing. People's expectations were through the roof. They wanted to see stuff that was going to ship the week after FanFest was over. And the result was a bunch of stuff that was basically barely a design document that they'd finished the night before and put up on the screen. And everybody's like, hey, I mean, literally, when, when the biggest crowd-pleasing pop you got, and I was in the room, so I saw this, was when they announced the fucking Excel, like, <laughs> partnership. That tells you something. Hey, man, it's I mean, serious the business. We're nerds, right? I mean, it's you know. an Evonian article, right? Like, this is your big thing? Is Excel in space? Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. you actually have Office 365. Everybody's using Google Sheets or something. Yep. Yeah, even even their best <laughs> announcement was a bit out of touch because it was serious right. behind. Which, what, yeah. a, what a perfect thing for a lot of Eve development. Like, yeah, this would have been yeah. great years ago. Yeah. And no, that I mean, was the biggest pop that they got in Earn Media too. Yeah. It made Axios Gaming. It made a bunch uh -huh. of the other uh, articles and stuff. I saw a bunch of articles of. That was the main thing that came out of FanFest. That's not going to get a single new player. That all that gets is people laughing at us because we're nerds, which that we already are. We play, we <laughs> wasn't, play. wasn't that getting the most uh, coverage because it was so out of left field? Well, I, I mean, and that's the thing. And and not only was it out of left field, it was so well received by the audience compared to everything else that the that the press guys were all like, "Damn, you guys like your Excel." I mean, <laughs> for me though, I think that they handled their keynote the wrong way. They yeah. need to learn from. 100%. They needed to learn how to take the focus away of look at what we've done and and then instantly focus on we've been thinking about you guys this is what's new and just bullet point it and then say, we'll have different events talking more in depth. And then there you go. It comes off better. And it doesn't look like you're a bunch of pricks. So yeah. you're like saying, saying but, is... but that's a loss of talent at the top yeah. because we used to have those type of keynotes, right? right. Siegel was the last person that probably did that effectively. Um, and, and I'm, Siegel was not even my favorite, you know, person um, as far as, you know, the change that came, I do like where they are now looking back. I thought, you know, compared to the days before, right? Oh, Seagull's good, but not as good as some stuff. And now I'm like, can you get Seagull back? Um, <laughs> but, but again, I, I think it's a loss of talent and a, and a loss of just understanding, right? How to pump up the crowd in a way that EVE players won't, right? Like, Brisk is right and, and Drake's right and, and uh, Reese is right. It's how you deliver this stuff. It, yeah. it matters. 
the other thing as well is the took fan fast they buried the lead i mean that i mean reese is 100 correct they buried the lead and that was the big problem like you start off i mean and i understand why they want to do this is a first fan fest in what four years or some shit because they did the world tour and then we had two COVID cancellations and then we're back. So they want, here's what's happened since the last time you guys were in Iceland. That would have been fine as its own speech, like later in the day. Yeah. But everybody that was watching at home and everybody else, they want, they want, tell us what's going to happen now. What's, what's next? Yeah. What's new? What are, what are we going to get for our extra five bucks? Yeah. And yeah, they essentially, I don't they think the new stuff happened to like 45 minutes in. It was crazy. And even they the new stuff they did put in was pretty underwhelming. What, uh, your, your, your added value to your Omega account is faster earning of cosmetic credits. Yeah, like who gives a shit? Yeah, I don't think that's what anyone was great though. There. The second day had a whole lot of content. Stuff. I love the heraldry stuff. I've been right. we've been asking for that forever, but that looked to me again like a a you left money on the table kind of thing. Yeah. Where I guess well, they wanted sustained be... revenue, so they said, "Well, we'll just increase the sub price rather than charge these as a, like a monetization for skins so, type thing." Those are supposed to be Hillmark coins. Are they going to be Hillmark coins? It was going to be Bitcoin for ETH. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that, that was another thing. At least that... we got the no NFT shit. Like, yeah. Well, in a, it wasn't even. It wasn't even no NFT shit. It was it was no NFT for tranquility, and well, then he immediately right. said, right. he immediately said, "But we're keeping an NFT team." So basically, like that was kind of a slap in the face of the community. Yeah. It was basically saying, okay, you know, we get it. It's not coming to tranquility, but we're still going to do it. Like that is so insulting is the wrong word, but like it's kind of insulting. It's basically saying, I think they're basically saying we're going to put it onto Serenity or the well, new it's, games. I, I, what I think it means is that they, again, as usual, these guys want to be on the cutting edge. And so what does that mean when they're on the cutting edge? Well, it means that they spend all their time working on shit that never actually ends up being an Eve. They work on games that come out that last two years and then get and then they're decommissioned. I mean, they were on the front cutting edge of, of virtual reality, and we just heard we just found out a couple of weeks ago that they're shutting down Valkyrie. Yep. You know, and and that and, and stuff like that. Like they they did right. I mean, the the whole uh, World of Darkness all of the work that they did on that. And then they use some of the, the engine parts for walking in stations that didn't turn into anything. Then they go instead, they went and sold it off. You know, it's just, they've been, they've been trying to make fetch happen with these FPSs for the last, you know, fricking decade. <laughs> Since the beginning of it, time. <laughs> exactly. I, and all uh, it does, because the only thing that's generating income for these guys right now is Eve. So every penny that they take that gets sent off to these other projects that don't make dime one, is money that could have been spent on Eve development. And that's kind of why I think while we're stuck in the position that we're in, where, you know, it takes six months to get anything done because they don't have the resources because they're bleeding them off into other stuff, which is exactly what happened the last summer of rage in 2011 when everybody was complaining because they were spending all the money that they made on Eve doing World of Darkness and Dust and all these other games. And and it was, it was cre creating backlogs of stuff in Eve Online. But the only good thing I can say is after that was done, after after there after the Incarna crisis and all the bullshit that happened, then we finally got like Crucible, which was one of the best game updates, new ships, all a bunch of quality of life stuff changes that we've been asking for for a long time. They finally did that, so I'm hoping they have the pattern. They've done it before to fix things when shit's been bad. We just got to get them to do it, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, it makes it makes it though. But they've come dumb to us writing or being mad, right? Because Reddit's yeah. back every day, and yeah, called true. for a, a a blackout or a ban every other week now. So I think in some ways we've I say we the community have kind of yelled and screamed and kicked to the point they go ah they'll shut up eventually don't matter. Yeah, I mean I just I just remember when that price increase came out, Reese DM'd me. I was at work and we already had an episode planned and I was like, well, guess we got a new show. And I think that was our extra mm-hmm. salty show where I wore my Gengar onesie. <laughs> yeah. And I was just so pissed. And I was like, dude, we are super salty right now. I'm wearing my Gengar onesie and I'm getting drunk and doing a stream. <laughs> and 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 this and I, I I stuck to my I stuck to my promise. They they increased the price by 33%. I'm subbing one third of uh, one sixth of my accounts. I instantly did that. I made that decision. I, I think they just resubbed right before that too, which pissed me off. Yeah, and you can you can see you the uh, reflection on the MER right now with the um, what's it called the uh, net isk flow um, of people subbing and unsubbing. Yeah. yeah, so we're now seeing that people who have unsubbed months ago, but their accounts are now lapsing, and that's yep. what's coming out. So maybe maybe Pokemon will finally beat the Forge soon for destruction? Oh, dude, we were only 30 bill behind them. I know! <laughs> gotta push harder. I gotta kill Kylon more. Kylon flying yeah, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta get some more of these damn Orcas moving through here, then, and then you'll be fine. But a friend yeah. of mine is saying uh, I could have uh, done a triple threat, made Poshman number one, and also had the number one stupidest loss, and then also uh, have the largest <laughs> loss and just sacrifice the panther. Look, if people come help us shoot forts, we can make this happen, right? Well, I mean, there there's that person that sacrificed the AT ship to Horde over in <laughs> Scarcon. That was funny. Oh, uh, Asar? Yeah. We saw it on Dscan the other day before that, and we were trying to track it down. We had like brought out combat scanners and couldn't find them. We're like, damn, we want that kill mail. Asar is an interesting character. Although that's uh, even if he killed it, it doesn't beat my uh, my Raiju kill where I shit posted it back out of existence with a Reddit thread. Oh, that was so fun. <laughs> Dude, people are still salty about that. I hear it brought up. Good. They shouldn't have fucking reimbursed it in the first place. Oh, yeah, they, they shouldn't not. have. Oh. It's bullshit. The thing but, is, like, and that's a, the GMs know better. They really need to know better. And and that's we, we give them a hard time sometimes, and it's not always their fault because they got a lot of people going through there. But you see a ship like that, and a loss like that, somebody is gonna lie. To say, oh well, there was a server issue, there was something, there was something, so I didn't lose my 200 billion AT ship like a schmuck. You can't ever reimburse stuff like that. You just be like, guys, sorry. Even uh, if it was our fault, we can't. Yeah, I think sorry. the guy said uh, from our uh, looking at his comms, he basically told the GM that uh, he disconnected and then they someone had ganked him, which wasn't true because we put a bait orca out and he engaged it willingly in the ride you. So, but apparently that dude constantly, he, he brags about constantly doing it, and all you have to do is ex- keep petitioning it, and eventually you'll get a GM that doesn't give a shit, and we'll just do it. Yeah, and that's, that's probably what happened. Yeah. I, I, just, I just want to say, I know, because I've done that to GMs before, 
It was vanilla BC, right? Uh, vanilla World of Warcraft, right when BC was coming out, we all transferred servers, and BC dropped like two days later. And I petitioned the GM saying I was missing a bunch of items, and lo and behold, a bunch of free items that I never had. <laughs> wow, gotta respect the uh, Ban him. I will not touch. My friends tried to get me to come back, and I was like, "No, nah, I got Eve. Fuck you." Well, I we mean, gotta... that's something we can actually say. At least Eve's staff is not embroiled in those kind of controversies. Yeah. They're just shit Any, the anymore. Game. Anymore, yeah. Anymore, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At Speak, least they're speaking not of, uh, it speaking has been twenty years since our last uh, dev controversy. Speaking of a uh, controversy, what about the uh, extra squishy thing? Oh, oh man! Oh, uh, oh boy! I, I feel Ooh. like okay. I'm gonna be blunt here. I I, I don't really know Ishwish that well, but I feel like if they weren't a who they were, C, like CCP would have already banned them. I feel like that's yeah. just me. I feel like this, but anybody, any normal blow schmo blow who had his Discord leaked, they'd be banned already. I think there's a lot. I don't of know. That are I think CCP is very anti. They don't like banning stuff for stuff that's outside of the game. Yeah. And we, I mean, I had this problem to one of my buddies who came to me today saying, hey, I've got this guy who's griefing all these new players on this Discord over here. What do we do about it? And I said, well, you can put a ticket in, but I know these guys, they're very, very reluctant to take action against anybody on stuff that happens outside of EVE. Yeah, so but I don't know. Yeah, but a partner, isn't he? No, he was. No, no, no he's no. never made it. That, that's part oh. of the thing. He's never made it. That that was one of the things. Like, he got, he wasn't allowed to run for CSM, and he, and he never has gotten in the partner program. I think it's partially because of all of the other stuff got... that's happened, and then this Thank thing God. happens, and it's like, Jesus. Oh, I think, know. I think there was one guy that got in the partner program and was immediately kicked out. I thought that was squishy, but maybe it was. Um, yeah, I thought it was squishy a, or somebody. It might, it might have been AP thinking about it. I can't remember. Yeah. I don't think squishy's well, ever been. AP did get kicked out. I don't know how long he was in for prior, but. Yeah. Yeah. I, I but he's in the have, same milk as, as those guys, so I years. have no lofty hopes that I'll make partner ever. I'd like my tiny little podcast. <laughs> just go do oh, data. Just streams. keep doing what you're doing. Get your numbers up. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. Just you know. just learn from Brisk. Get get the uh yeah. the suit gotta... on, take the pants off and do a uh, hot tub stream. There you go. We'll just make a, show we'll make a fire. Yeah, don't Although show any fire twitch. <laughs> So. I, I do not want to hear a hot tub stream from Shell Talk. Thank you very much for that image. <laughs> nah. We did it. That was a fun stream. A little crazy, though. I like the slow and steady wins the race pace. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's like people don't understand, I think, how hard it is to build up a good Twitch stream. Like, it takes or just an audience. Alex's been doing this longer than anybody in here, probably all of us combined. You know, mm -hmm. and I mean, he'll tell you, it's not yeah. easy. It's a hard thing. I'd rather I not rely it. on gimmicks, and that way, you know, your 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 absolute group of audience members are more dedicated and are not worried about a gimmick, and you're not pressured to get another gimmick out. Mm -hmm. you know, this yep. is who we are, like it or not. We're just having a good time right. talking about spaceships. You don't like that? Sorry. Well, there's yeah. nothing wrong with doing something fun for promotion, but. Yeah, yeah a lot of people like fall a... into that trap. Like, oh, I'll do, I'll do this contest, or I'll do a giveaway, or I'll, I'll do it, and that'll be my, my big break. But then, just like you said, they gotta keep doing it, because there are people who will only turn up for that. And that if you, really... as soon as you take your foot off the gas, you just decelerate back down. Then you have to worry about people complaining that, 
Oh, the stream used to be so much. Why don't you guys do some more? You, know, you used to yeah. do a lot more of these things. Why How come you're not doing this anymore? If you, want a, if you want a gimmick, by the way, like VTubers are quite popular. You could do a Triglavian VTuber and pretend to be Zoya Triglav. Oh my gosh. There oh you go. God. Don't give us any ideas, please. Come to the There it is. I was wondering how long we'd go on the stream before that came out. <laughs> gotta finish the visor. Gotta put some, I'm gonna put some red LEDs in it. I gotta get Arcanos Bloodfeather on this show one of these days. He's the dude who 3D printed this for me, along with, as Opus calls it, the butt plug. To pod. One of the coolest guys in the whole get up going. Yeah, yeah, that's Arcanos Bloodfeather. He's the dude who made this for me. He's from Montreal. He's uh, he's in Dreadbomb. He's a cool dude to talk to. Awesome. He's really, he's for a for a wrecking crew dude, I don't know many of them, but he's really he's a really cool dude to talk to. Um, he was asking me if I wanted the male one. I was like, dude, it doesn't look tricky enough. Like, I I'll take the female mask. <laughs> it just looks like a mask for the dudes. The women, that one looks great. Yeah, the mask looks baller for the female characters. Mm -hmm. And so I asked for it. But I, but yeah, I, but I, I agree with that. Like the, you can't you can't base build the stream off of giveaways and stuff like that. Like we do that on on Rampage, but that's kind of a, our shtick. But yeah. that's not we don't do it every day, and and people aren't there for the giveaways. I mean, when we do giveaways, we've done a lot. We've done some crazy giveaways on Rampage. Um, we did last couple of weeks. We've had people just giving us ships to give away. So we gave away a, a fully fit dread. We had like 600 people watching at some point because they all were and and our normal audience is 200. So we knew like. Like 400 people came in because they wanted a chance to win this dread. One Friday night, we were drunk, and and I was teasing the open comms guys. Uh, they had 18 people watching the show, so I, I gave away 18 billion isk on the stream, just one billion for every person watching open comms. And we had a ton of people that came in for that, but we can't do that. I can't do that every weekend, you know. So you you got to have something else. But that's the thing. Slow and steady does it. You get your audience in. You get them tell, talking about stuff they're interested in, and they'll stick around. Sweet Tony is a really good example of that. Like his streams are literally just him flying in whatever ship, and he just chats. There's no music. There's nothing else. There's no fun. Nope. Not even his face. Most of the time, he doesn't even yeah. put his camera up anymore. So well, it's, it's I'm, easy. I'm I am trying to get him. I gotta. I I do have plans. Um, I've been talking to Sledgehammer. Surprisingly, Suetonia joined my Discord server. I gotta get Aurora. Gotta get a response from Aurora, and then um. Swift will probably come back on. I'm gonna have another little CCP panel uh, to talk about faction warfare shit um, and how it pertains to trigs, because that's kind of what's important to me, because it's the Triglavian Times. Right. You so, guys are done. They 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 know their stuff. They come on. They deal with me. Just like you guys do. I never give any right. of you guys any notes. I just be like, I just. Whatever, this show doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I send you a message. Hey, you got any notes for today? And you're just like, no, nah, fam, what? What are you talking <laughs> I'm about? I'm drinking beer. Know. Here's, I'll give a general idea in your pre-show. We'll just talk out of our ass all day. So, like, should, is, is there anything I should know before I come on the show? The <laughs> <laughs> classic line from every guest. It's like, nah. No, not, not really. this one. Should ask, <laughs> a good guest. Yeah, yeah I should just be like, hey, do you want to be on the show? handing out show notes and stuff to people when they come on the meta show. Right, here's what you need to know. Here's what you got to do. Show up at this time, be in this exact place. Don't talk until I tell you to. I'm super <laughs> anal. You guys are like chill. It's nice. Oh, I'm just literally like, do you want to go oh, up again the show? Cool. <laughs> well, Alex at the meta show. He knows how anal I can get. So. 
I went from just being a visitor to, hey, you want to be more frequent? And <laughs> I just keep showing up and, you know, shit happens. Dude, that's, then, that's how it starts, like, half the time. If you consistently show up, hey, yeah, welcome. You're a cast member now. Deal with it. So, <laughs> Pretty much. That's how it is. And then, and then he's messaged me all day. I'm at work trying to get shit done as a geologist. And he's just like, have you seen this? I'm like, dude, I'm at work. <laughs> Give me, like, five minutes to read this. <laughs> Get a new job that you sit at home all day and work you from just, home. You there just reminded you me, what about that person that had the ore development Rorkel? What happened oh, to yeah. that guy? Oh, yeah. They oh, sure um, got removed I, from his inventory. That was I, I and My understanding is that they were given some stuff. Um, but my also my understanding was also was that apparently a lot of the stuff we were told was not accurate. I so, don't I don't know. I mean, I mean I, my I experience is... Well, every time look, we've gone through this so many different times, and as much as I don't, I don't want to say any negative because the person's in it, but it's like I can never get a full, accurate story whenever any of this stuff happens. I get their version of it, and then I go champion it to other people, and later out we find out some other time that like, oh, here's the actual story, and it looks like ninety degrees different from what I was told, what we were all told. It's like the inevitably, like somebody will come on and say, "I got banned. I did nothing wrong," and then you're like, "Did you really do nothing wrong? What did? What about this? What about? What did you get banned for? Did you do this? Did you do this?" And you find I out like they were on team crazy amount of money, and they were like, "Okay, yeah, that's why you got banned, dude." Yeah, uh, I've, I've learned injury. one thing from working in moderation for like the past decade. Whenever somebody posts on Twitter that they did nothing wrong or they got banned, they absolutely did something wrong. Yes, they did. <laughs> that's it. And they're, yep. they're just trying to get some clout. No. Uh, nah, that's, that's true 99% of the time. I have run into like one or two cases. Like, oh, actually, probably did mess up better. somewhere. But usually it's like, hmm. No, I what I wanted to happen, though, is I wanted them to sell it. And I wanted someone to take it out, and it would be a coffin and get ganked instantly. Because yeah. everybody wants to be on that kill mill. Everybody's coming to that kill That would have been great if they had, if, if it had died. That would have been even better. But, you know. Zero, you want to do? Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen a few posts recently. Um, you know, again, another sort of trend I've noticed recently. Uh, oh, I, I got banned for um, for being a bot, but I'm not a bot. Um, I, I was doing, uh, you know, uh, T0 abyssal sites for like 12 hours a day for like a week straight and I got banned and and you know I'm like oh, okay and I'm just reading the comments and like 90% of people are like dude you're a bot man just you know just just give it up you know <laughs> you're bot in stop it <laughs> and I'm like okay everyone's skeptical here it's probably a good reason why I wonder you know all these people getting banned for doing T0 abyssals too for too much uh, and um the, the main comment is you know behave like a bot you get banned but I don't know what do you all think? Uh, no, I think it's I think it's a thing that you have to worry about. And the, one of the reasons, listen, we, we have a joke in, uh, at least in the Imperium, that you're not really a veteran player until you've eaten a bullshit ban. It's like a rule. Everybody has gotten banned at least once for some bullshit and, and had it threatened. reversed, and me included. You know, and I feel like sometimes with these guys, it's hard to tell. Like, hmm. what you've got, we have some crazy people that play this game that no life it for weeks at a time. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And I can see 
I can see that being like, oh, you 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 crabbed for 13 hours a day for two weeks. Okay, uh, that's probably not okay. That's probably not right. But then again, it's always it's always there's that, there's that potential. It's well, like Ishtar's, right? You, know, you, yeah. you see the Ishtar's um, warping as soon as yeah, you right, enter right, a system, right? Exactly. Right? Well, right, exactly. Uh, 100% of the time. No, but when I, when I started playing... Um, you know, in, in NullSec for the first time, I was one of those people that warped off as soon as somebody turned up in local. I, I, was, I was watching local like you wouldn't believe. And I was like, as soon as somebody turned up, I was gone. And, I, and afterwards, I used to think, oh, well, I wonder if I ever got reported for being a bot, <laughs> you know? Because uh, I was as fast I as I almost guarantee it. Yeah. I mean, I, so I almost have, like, that's, that's the exact kind of thing that people will nail people on. But that's I, one of the reasons, like I've said... To see, I've said to CCP multiple times, they need to have somebody on the GM crew that's like an ombudsman that goes back and looks over this stuff and takes the appeals and talks to the players and gets their side of the story and advocates internally for the player against the GM team who wants to ban somebody. That way, that at least there's like an adversarial legal process because we're at the point now, I mean, look, we got, how am I going to get down to now? We're at 21,000 now. Like, I don't think it's a good idea for us to be banning players unless we know rock solid that that person is doing something wrong. And it needs to be something egregious enough that we don't want them back in the community again. Yeah. Otherwise, some of the stuff, like, I'm all for second chances and stuff. Uh, but... the, thing, the thing is, it's probably almost entirely automated because it'll just be maybe yeah. one or two GMs who could be, you know, not CCP GMs, you know, just uh, what they're called, you know, contracted people who just no, because I GM. almost applied for a GM job at CCP just for shits and yeah, giggles. There's, the there's, yeah, there's multiple avenues and stuff, but I'm fairly sure they do take um, like temporary staff from different companies. Yeah. But all it'll be is if someone does X amount of the same activity nonstop, you know, for too long, then they just their account just gets flagged to be reviewed, and then the GM just probably has a bad day. He's come in, you know, his husband or his wife has been shouting at him. He just wants to fuck, fuck some nerds up. It's just like, ban, 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 ban. I mean, I mean, talk to me like 2016. I literally was running incursions with, you know, I joined a fleet of people. It was warped to me. I was with those dudes as the East Coast warped to me, which we had West Coast dudes in the United States and in the group too. And I would literally play from seven o'clock at night until five in the morning. And I'd hear the birds start chirping and be like, guys, I got to go to bed. Good night. And I did that yep. every day of the week until I could start flexing my account because I was unemployed at the time. And that's how I bought my first Mac, how I bought my first high-grade snake pod. But even even recently, like a couple months ago when I was still hardcore moon mining, some dude was like, I'm not talking to a bot. I'm like, why? Because I have switch, I alt-tab too fast and I can target lock everything. And like, I'm apparently a bot because I can do that. Like, I'm just mining. I'm not ratting in null sec. Give me a break. It's high sec. Yeah, and who the Brisk fuck would have bought in high sec? Yeah. And then Brisk is a, Brisk is a nice man. Just saying. Brisk is a nice man. The one, the one thing that is should be cracked down on a bit more is um, input broadcasting. Like, it's not yeah. super prevalent, I would say. But the good example is there's two input broadcasting teams inside Poshman that are constantly yeah. getting banned. Always getting banned. And the next day, they're in brand new characters that are skill played up in the exact same comps. Yeah, let's like, let's rinse talk, and repeat. Can we That's talk hard. about ban evasion? 
in general. I, oh, I still don't thing. get this. <laughs> well, I mean, part of the part like, of the problem is I don't think the company has ever really explained well how their bans work. Yeah. Like when you when you ban someone, are you banning the person operating the keyboard? Are you banning that character? Like, I, is I a permanent ban on one character? Does that mean you can't like like Naraus is a perfect example? Everybody yeah. said, oh, he's been banned like a dozen times. Why is he still allowed to run a major alliance? And the question I always have for people is, do we know if he was permabanned as a person or is it a, a per account? Because sometimes these guys will just say, all right, we've killed that account. That one's done. That's your punishment. If you want to make a new one and keep playing, go ahead. But we never get that level of detail from the company, so we don't know. Uh, yeah. Just like industry-wise, that would be very odd if that's the approach. I mean, yeah, it's just, they could it's be doing good. it, but it's so we yeah. it's it's unusual. Usually you would ban players for their actions. The only issue right. with the account would be like, uh, and, and they even have tools for this now where they wouldn't even need to ban if like the all the usernames on the account were somehow like crazy Nazi stuff or something. Like you might you might have to ban the whole account, but usually you're banning the player. Like that's they're the one that did it. It's not, right. it's not like the characters are acting on their own. You know. The, the thing is, previously. Uh like before uh, skill injectors like there was a tangential um a, sorry a tangible um like effect of being banned it's just you had to sub it for x amount of time to get it back up to where it was with skill injectors now and the amount of money people are making it's literally just a cost of business yep i mean like there is there's no downside to being banned if you no. don't give a shit about the character behind you know the character that got banned i yep. care because I've had this character since 07. Hmm. And it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, it's the, Mike, it's my, that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. For those of us who are attached or who have built our personas around a certain character or something like that, like I've been using Bruce Rubal in every game that I play since 2003. Yeah. So, like, that was the biggest thing. When I got banned, that was the one thing that hurt me more than anything else was. I mean, besides the real life shit. Take away the real life shit, like Eve stuff, losing, like, that name was my brand in video games forever and 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 having one that was like where i couldn't play it on that name that was really fucked up i just had my google main account hijacked a couple of weeks ago and man i i feel you that's, there's a huge part of me missing now and it, it's, yeah. it's still i'm still finding things that it was linked to that i don't have anymore like uh yeah. me and my son's i'm not, I'm not, I'm not a problem too I, weirdly enough, like I, I, I am one of the biggest champions of two-factor authentication, and even I fuck up sometimes. And I fucked up and didn't put two-factor on my Rockstar game account, Bruce Grabal, and it got hacked. And I don't have access to the account now, and I'm trying to work with Rockstar to get it fixed, but it takes right, forever. And it's it's like, you know, I mean, they're the worst in terms of customer service. Yeah, there's <laughs> one GM bad. team. This is one GM team that's worse than CCPs. It's definitely Rockstar. Rockstar. Holy shit. You know, and I haven't like I'm. It's only been a couple of days since I discovered it, so I'm not I'm not ready to go all, you know, blue check mark on their ass on Twitter or something. But at the same time, it's like, come on, you know, uh, it's 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 a little frustrating to, to for us when that, when that kind of stuff happens. Uh, but but it hurts. Like I mean, that's the thing. You know, you, you build up that brand and you use it in multiple different areas, and you lose it somewhere. That hurts. But for the bad for the bad guys, the guys that are RMT and stuff like this, they just want the real. They want money. Yep. This is about real life money, so they don't give a shit about the character. It's just a, they need a way to make their make their bank, and that's what they do. Yeah. And I think John Jackers has made that easier. The guy that hijacked mine, he stole my son's uh, minorly popular YouTube account, and he's now posting like 
viruses uh, or essentially right, exactly. that's the worst thing. like totally destroying the, the, the reputation. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Now, I mean, I just, I mean, me personally, I know I said 07, but I, this has my original character on it from when I first started playing in like 2006. Like I got into, when I went to college in 2006, I was playing tabletop games, like a, like a nerd. And one of the guys there was like, you should try out Eve. It's, it's better than WoW. You know, you, your skills train while you're offline. I was like, and I haven't logged into that character since 2007 when I, because that was, you know, some of you guys who played for a long time remember, like, what faction you chose influenced what your starting stats were. And I went, we were all Kaldari back then. Well, I went, I went Galente because it was better for what oh, I was looking fucked at. Up. Seven, oh, yeah. you fucked now, up. Now Galente is the best, the best background for a Kaldari uh, Master Race. <laughs> Kaldari Master Race. <laughs> Dude, but I, I, I switched to Glente because it, it, it fit my play style, right? Like, what I wanted to learn into. And and I just like, fuck it. Mimitar, I, I dumpster that. I didn't really dumpster that account, but I just put it on the side. It's, I still have it. I will never delete it. been tempted to make multiple account, uh, alt characters on that same account just to have them, but I'm just like, eh. I'm good. <laughs> Like I, all right, gentlemen, I, I've got a hard stop right now because yep. I got to take my wife to our yep. our birthday dinners, so Ooh. I'm gonna get out of here. But brisk, I just want to say one about, last thing. I just want to say one last thing. Thanks for that three billion after Inominate Merkelchin killed my orca. You're you're sorry. you're an awesome man. I love you for that. And uh, <laughs> you know, keep doing. Have, ISRP, keep fun. my friends, when we when we do bad things to them. Yeah. So. Keep having fun, anyway, man. I'll keep watching your stream. Great seeing all you guys. It's great talking to everybody. Uh, congrats on the one year, two months late, and uh, look forward to watching the show and seeing you guys. Uh, so. Yep, later, Brisk. Speed to Brisk. This is the first time Brisk and I have actually spoken together for like more than 10 minutes without getting each other's throats. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just because the campaign trail for the CSM. Like, oh. Yeah. I mean, it's water under the bridge, right? Don't worry. I'll we'll go next year so I can get my ass kicked in CSM, and we can go three for three oh. for the triangles. If I'm if I'm still around, I'll probably run again. It was actually quite fun, uh, like doing all the uh, campaign stuff. Well, and maybe if uh, uh, many more Nullsec players quit and the Potchvit numbers stay the same, you guys will get in. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if maybe. CCP runs the ground into a little bit more, maybe runs the game to the ground, maybe you'll have a shot. Uh, all the Pokemon players officially need to stay playing the game until the server shut down. Mm -hmm. Hey man, I'm just saying, based on a percentage percentage of ballots that I was on, uh, coming from a like three actual man and corp, just doing nothing in Pokemon, did uh, pretty fucking well. Quite pleased. I mean, with you had six votes from me for you first place. Hell yeah! Thank you of the Kyber ballot ballot too. I was yeah, on quite a lot of ballots. I um. I'm now kind of like chummy with the uh, wormhole guys, the turbo feeding gl or glory and uh, fox Hollers, just because through what I was saying through the campaign, they were like, oh, you know, I agree with this guy's idea. He wants to bring everyone else up, not just <laughs> nerf one people into the ground. Drake, you got nine. You got nine votes from another Kyber dude as first. From powder sniff, hell yeah. We'll uh, we'll sniff some powder together, my dude. Vote. <laughs> what you got? Like fifth. Oh shit. All right. Got 18 votes from me, I think. 
Oh, damn. No, you got Goon... No, that's right. You actually vote most of your characters Goonswarm ballot because you control Goonswarm. Is that what he does? You know me. <laughs> I always tell him that he's he actually controls all the line members of Goonswarm. He just has, like, hundreds of alts. Yeah, Goons, Goonswarm is actually a very well-known offshoot of E-Winion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's solely affiliated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it a single member. Do with that well, I don't have a single member, and like most of Eve Onion writing staff comes from Wormhole. Yeah, Wormhole Space or Low Sec. Or High Sec Angers. Well, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I may have the CEO of Safety, Alliance Leader Safety, in my Eve Onion writing. But, you know. <laughs> All right, so I know what's going on. Alex is starting to look at times and stuff, and he's starting to bounce his leg a little bit. He's like, there's another thing yeah. that needs to die. And I'm just like, I want to log in and kill it too. Um, I'm so looking at my kill journey. board feed and it's not it's not there yet. I feel like it should be. Yeah. There's, Wait, what's there's... going on? Uh, Nara's mid-contract and Lozak. We got to yeah. kill something we just reinforced. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure I'll get the deal on that. I didn't should show up today because of all the stuff, but I'll be there next time. Yeah, well, it wasn't nearly like... as interesting as we hoped it would be. I said Sabbath along, so that counts for like 10 of us. A person. Still only counts as one. <laughs> <laughs> Still only counts as one. <laughs> All right, well, get down to the nitty gritty. Um, I'm, I'm going to do this. You guys can either make fun of me afterwards one at a time or, or say your little piece about this show, whatever you want to. Um, Feral. Um, and you, Alec, were two of the guys that kept me going. Um, Farrell, I tried to get on the show multiple times because he was the, I, sorry, Alec, I started listening to Farrell first. Um, <laughs> less than 10 piqued my interest a little bit than Deck Relations of War in the beginning. Um, but you guys, you two, like, Fer well, Farrell's mentality of, um, fuck it. Especially when he decided not to take people's money and just do it for fun, um, he, he like his mentality was running less than ten until he disappeared into the the mist of small gang lore. I know he comes back every once in a while, but his his attitude and the way he ran stuff, um, he was the one that got me going. That like, who gives a shit? Like, what other people think? Like, I'm gonna do this. I know small gang. You know, small gang community is small. Um, but listening to him and then starting listening to your show, Alec, like, and you're, you know, the longest running you podcast, um, they were like, those are the two things that like, every time I'm kind of like, sometimes it's a little bit of a chore, but I like drinking beer and just, I mean, that's how they run the show, drinking beer and chatting with friends. Um, and it kept me going. Um, so I want to thank you and I want to thank Farrell. Um, like those, those, you, you two in particular kept me going. Um, and then people like Brisk and having Aurora and Swift come on when I was a no-name show, like, to look back after a year, being like, how the fuck was my second episode with two CCP community members? How the fuck did I get Brisk on my second show ever? Why did I ever put Opus on my first show? That was a, that was a flop. <laughs> uh, so who wants to go next? Opus will rip me a new one. No, I mean, I don't rip you a new one. I, I'm very, very happy to see you're still going. 
I'm super proud of, you know, like I remember the first conversations we had about doing a show based on, you know, Potsfin and, and all the happenings and to get us, you know, equal representation in, in the news world for EVE online, right? So I'm really proud of you, you know, to stick with something for a year, right? Especially that nothing, you know, I mean, we're, we're busy already playing a video game. That's your hobby. Then you start another hobby, which then your hobby, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's it takes a lot of effort and a lot of focus and a lot of dedication. Right. And it, I'm really proud of that. Um, you know, I haven't been to every show. I listened to most of them, you know, uh, you've grown a lot over the past year. You know, you've definitely become your own, right. You've, you're your own show. There's nothing like it. Um, and not just because it's Potsman based, you're your own unique, uh, you know, uh, host that you are. I'm super proud of you that. Yeah, you know, there's some times where, you know, definitely between the alcohol and the and the, and the raging uh, cursing, you know, it's <laughs> that, that's the only comments I have there. But overall, dude, like, I'm very proud of you. Um, you've done something that is super, you know, few and far between an Eve, right? You know, there people start a lot of projects in Eve, and not a lot of them are around a year later. So. Yeah. Congrats. And, I'm proud of you. And I, and I do have to say, Kylon and Reese, thanks for hanging on with my shenanigans all the time. <laughs> hey, anytime, dude. I, I agree. This show is uh, going way further and way better than I, than I ever anticipated. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a shit show the whole time, Kylon. <laughs> but yeah, you, got, you, you say it's a clusterfuck, but it's really not. Like, you have a plan. It and normally goes pretty well. I'm good at guiding. I'm good at guiding that conversation once we get on the roll. It's the most structured drinking session you mm -hmm. possibly ask for. <laughs> Reese, drink with us on the podcast. It's more fun if you do. <laughs> no, but honestly, I didn't expect I'd be here and be here for the one year anniversary. Much less, it's just one of those things that just happened out of nowhere, you know. And it's not been horrible. But if only you would be more dedicated to it versus I what am, you I, your high sex structures and just dropped and ran because Black Flag extorted you too much. I did. Oh, I did. So I had 28 billion Eskin structures that I pulled down and sold on the market already. I already got my money. <laughs> I, I made I, 2 billion during this show. <laughs> I kept on flying. <laughs> wow. Crab's gonna crab. All right, yeah. uh, let's do before we go to the Noor boys. Let's go to Drake. Drake, you've only been on one show, but you can make fun of I'd say the most surprising thing was uh, about a year ago when you started. We were kind of mortal enemies, and everyone was against me and my group. And now we're all chummy chummy, and uh, <laughs> pretty much all the entire people that uh, were dead against me were the one to say you should definitely run for CSM. And I'd be like. <laughs> It sounds fun. Sure, let's do it. I was, I was essentially bullied by everyone to say you should run for CSM. But yeah, I was only in, in one for, for one show. I do. I think I remember your first ever show, which was like I was in the kitchen or something, and I saw Traglavian Times on Twitch. Where I was looking for something to listen to, and it was just you and I think it was Opus and Kylon just essentially complaining about what we were doing back then. So I was like, oh, this, this entire Twitch channel has uh, been invented to complain about me. <laughs> Interesting. No, no, it was actually invented to go against what was happening in Talking in Stations, if I remember correctly. That's what yeah, was actually, it was Talking in Stations what pissed me off. Because they were constantly painting. They were whitewashing Talkman with one blanket that we were just uber crabbers and all this shit. And it just 
flew off. Matt's anyway. role, not knowing what uh, is going on in Eve. You should say it ain't so. Matarol's takes were like fucking room temperature IQ, almost all of them. I, I, Reese, you love that episode. That oh. episode, right when Matarol was doing, we did an episode literally like uh, talking stations ended and our show started up 45 minutes later. And I was already seething watching that. Like, I was watching it. I was just like, how are they fucking up a stream? I mean, I fucked up the stream at the beginning too, but they were fucking it up so bad. Thank and God. I was just like, when I started, I was like, we know how to start a show on time and not have everything completely fucked. Because <laughs> he kept that, like, I tried to go on the show several times to talk to him about, like, what Pockman was like. Because he kept having, like, random people on that were like, oh, yeah, it's it's super safe. And I'm like, no, it's fucking not. <laughs> Come on down over here. I'll show you how safe it is. Undock, matter all. I'll show you how safe it is, yeah. Oh, you don't have your golden ammo to save you? All right. Oh, so, <laughs> we're getting off track. Yep. All right. We're going to Alec because I want to leave, leave Zero Cool for last because he has said some funny things to me about the podcast after he started listening to it out of nowhere. So we'll go to Alec. Yeah, man. I still remember the day that you messaged me about your show. You're like, oh, I was just struck. It came over on Discord just how enthusiastic you were for Eve and your show in general. And I think that's been the hallmark of Triglavian times, the pure passion that you've put into it. And like like you said a bit earlier, don't, don't care what anybody says, don't care how popular it is or isn't. You just, this is what you love. This is what you want to do. And you don't care how many people come along. You're happy for all the company that you get. Yep. But mostly you just want to, you just want to do this. And I think that's the best hallmark of a podcast. And, and I'm tremendously cool. happy that you've made it over a year, that you're still going strong. I'm sure if Favreau was here, he'd be really proud of you, too. <laughs> Thanks, Alec. So, you know, you can tell who's, you know, a professional podcaster over here who has, you know, two over 200 episodes. <laughs> Coming in on 300 pretty soon, yeah, I hope. pretty close. We'll get well, there. That's definitely a good milestone you should celebrate. Zero cool. Right, yeah, my story. So really interesting for me because um, I was one day just sort of sat in a fleet in, in Noir and in comes some Kybernauts and everyone's chatting. And uh, after about 10 minutes, I was like, I know you. I listen to your podcast. <laughs> and uh, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, you know. That that was that, and um, it's probably so, 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 <laughs> I was on the way home, and I was on the way home from work one day, listening to your podcast, and um, and you mentioned it on your podcast, and you mentioned me, and I was like, oh, I got mentioned on a podcast. That's so cool. <laughs> and uh, since then, I've started doing declarations of war, and um, we, you know, we end up mentioning each other now, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, so you're the first person to mention me on a podcast. Um, and I don't know if I don't know if I'm the first person to recognize you on comms. Um, you are, maybe, actually. maybe not. Uh, <laughs> most most of Kybernauts just know I already do this shit, but you're the first one, like in a random comm, to be like, "Oh yeah, I recognize your voice." But it was literally just the voice, right? Because at the time, I couldn't work out. You know, when you listen to a podcast, especially if you're quite new at all, you know, with certain communities and things, you're like, 
I don't know who's who. You, everyone introduces themselves at the beginning, maybe. And then, uh, you know, it takes ages to learn whose voice is whose and what their names are and things, uh, unless they talk about it, you know, repeatedly. So um, I, I didn't pick up on, when you, know, when, you, when you entered comms, I didn't pick up that you were the person who did the podcast. And uh, it was literally just your voice. I was like, I know, I know that voice. I, kn I know where it's from. <laughs> it's like in times. You're on, you're on Spotify. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and the recordings are posted, so it's like it's also like a chronicle of people. If somebody ever wants to like make the Poshvin story or something, they'll be able to go back. Yeah, but <laughs> from a roast perspective, because I've been very nice, right? From a roast perspective, they'll miss the first bit because you can't, your your sound was well something. Oh well, the very first episode improve. was hot garbage. Like that was like a clusterfuck of the setup, and then. The second episode and the third episode, I had to do my little recorded cuts because I fucked shit up so bad. <laughs> it's improved a lot, I gotta yeah. say. I can hear I can hear you in the car now. It's fine. Um. All right. As is tradition, um, we will end this. We will wrap this show up as we normally do. Um, we will talk about favorite kills of the week and stuff like that. I'm sure Opus and I are going to have the same one, which is Killing Kylon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun little battle. Um, we had, what, five five Kyburnauts come through the gate in Pakavin and take care of a, take care of a tiny little fleet with Kylon. Um, who else was there? Popped through and saw you guys sitting there uh, waiting, getting ready to run our camp. And uh, I was like, oh man, it's the Kyronauts. Now we have to fight. <laughs> well, Y'all had a rogue though, right? Y'all had a battleship. No, no, no. They had a Naga. Oh, they had a Naga. Naga, sorry, Naga. Yeah, battlecruiser. There's battleship and guns on it. So so we took down the Deacon first. And then we took down the other Hakate, which I'm still mad that Daruna somehow got the kill mail on that. You know, we did like 120 damage to it. And then. I was uh, the the Naga flew the Naga warped off and there's Kylon still in the bubble and I'm like I wonder if I can get Kylon now <laughs> and sure as shit uh, managed to catch Kylon in his little interceptor yeah I let I let you catch him <laughs> uh, oh well you did stick around I was wondering like you warped off at first and you came back I was that, like well, that wasn't a malediction I, I yeah allowed to catch it. <laughs> Well, I, I did get on Opus's kill mail when the Ishtars came through a second later and killed him. Uh, yeah. I got on the kill mail, so that, that was all right. Yeah, yep. those Ishtars were brutal. So basically, three of us are kind of taken care of. Kylan, do you have... Well, two of us are taken care of. Kylan, do you have anything? No, that, that fight in y'all was definitely my funnest one of the guys. That, that was a fun fight. It was a fun, brutal, quick, entertaining fight. Especially because Opus died. Die a lot. <laughs> uh, Reese, anything for you? Uh, I you were mining, I get it. I, I got my buttocks beaten by a couple Russians while I was in low sec. And the only reason they got me is because I bumped off the rock. <laughs> and I'm just like, I was orbiting at a good distance because I've had that happen before. Next thing I know, three people out of nowhere, a Loki, a stealth bomber, and something else just came to get me. Yep. Way it goes. Yep. 
Drake. They're cheap now. <laughs> oh yeah, Drake. Um, I think I think my fun one is not super recent. It's probably about a month ago. It was just after the CSM elections had finished, and I'd been invited by Mark Resurrectus to go and basically go and chill in a fleet with them. There's like a celebratory uh, fleet for him getting on CSM. So uh, I'd been sitting in the Panther on the Scarcon uh, gate camps that Horde had been setting up and just been living with them and pestering them for about like two or three weeks. Um, so I was on my way. I had to go one jump over just to extract the Panther, change pods and get over to Wormhole Space. And there was this Tempest on Grand Grid and the uh, gate camp had just left. So I was like, oh, that's uh, interesting. And then I see coming through the gate is uh, Bing Kaz and a friend of his. <laughs> and he's in this armor vagabond, which is uh, an interesting fit. And he he saw me walk to the uh, grid, so he just immediately just beelined it directly to this tempest, hoping that I would go and help. So I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'm in. And uh, so I'm in the Artipanther, so I do quite a lot of DPS, but my cycle time is huge. So I'm decloaking, shooting it, and then repositioning. Eventually, the Tempest kills this uh, Bing's Vagabond, and there's a strat who's holding it, which I think either panicked or got neutered out and just warped off. (laughs) But this Tempest was in hull, and I just needed like half a cycle of my RTs, which is about like two or three years cycle time, to be able to recycle and uh, and, uh, finish him off. And I was like, fuck it, I don't don't have a uh, tackle mod. So I cloaked and pulse my my cork drive so I can go 8k a second and I burn right at him so I could bump tackle him <laughs> and I bump tackled him so hard that he just flew away from me perfectly with no um with no transversal as my gun cycled and I got like a perfect wrecking shot and just evaporated him at point blank range. That was, <laughs> oh that's uh, a thing of beauty. Fun. Awesome. Very nice. Alright um Let's go with zero this time because I feel like uh, like Alec might have something like I don't know. Oh nope, that look. Uh, Alec can go first. I, I have one. I don't know. Zero probably has better ones because he's actually been playing Eve for the past couple <laughs> weeks. You've been moving just like me. <laughs> There's a risk that my favorite will be Alex, so I'm gonna let Alec go first. All right. Well, my favorite is my first kill back from moving. I have, I have my computers in bits. The internet wasn't working in the new place we were moving into. I finally got it working. So the first thing I did was hop on and try to go for a timer. I reinforced an Athenor and was like, all right, waiting for it to come out. Sure enough, the local small NullSec Alliance outformed us. Nars recruiting, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're like, all right, well, we can't you know, go hit the structure because they've got like three times as many people. So I guess we'll go for a roam instead. And we catch a small local defense fleet going back and forth. There's like two interceptors, a retribution, and a caracal. And we were in myself in a Vedmac. We had Alkari in a Hecate, Shepard in a Kitsune, and Arce in a Tackle Stiletto. We're staring at each other on both sides of the gate for a little while, and for whatever reason, the retri jumps. We're like, all right, let's let's do this. Let's try to aggress the retribution. Retribution burns back the gate. And the Caracal jumps in and warps off. We're like, all right, so they're just deciding not to fight. As the Retribution starts to de-aggress, the Caracal does come back at 50k off the gate. We're like, oh, all right, <laughs> let's do it. 
So Arce goes in for the tackle. We got Alcari going in for his tackle, and I'm burning over to apply some DPS. Uh, immediately, Alcari cries out that he's getting absolutely wrecked. And I get to shine because everybody gives me shit for putting remote armor reppers on my nano Vedmax. But not this time. We locked him up, gave him the reps he needed to stay in the fight, started putting DPS on the Caracal. He was able to extract, leaving the Caracal with like half a clip or less on his rapid lights. And I was just sitting there tackling him quite leisurely. So he just dropped. The Interceptor and the Retribution thought about it and then decided not to. <laughs> and so we just picked up a clean uh, a clean Caracal kill and moonwalked out of there. It felt great. It was good to get back into the swing of things. Super tiny kill. Wasn't even blink fit. 24 million, but felt like a billionist kill to me. It was good yeah, to be back. after moving. I understand that feeling after moving, man. <laughs> when I got my PC set up after moving, I was like, oh my god, I can play Eve again. <laughs> I don't care what I kill. All right, zero. So I've had a few uh, interesting roams this week, but um, you know, every every good kill story has sort of a story to it, right? It can't just be, you know, I caught this and it died. Um, so today, now we were in this uh, this contract fleet, and we had uh, lots of tension because you know you're just waiting for, you know, we were in a lot a lot of ships, and we were in we were producing a lot of DPS, and we were very concerned about uh you know being dropped on so that we were watching the local count and local characters coming in and descan like hawks and towards the end now all of a sudden something appears on grid and it warps in at zero on the thing that we're shooting and <laughs> i'm like oh my god what is it it's a shuttle oh so as fc i mean even though i didn't get on the kill mail it was just so satisfying to go lock up the shuttle and then to have alec go got it <laughs> <laughs> I was so shuttle. mad. I was so mad on that kill because I was like, I couldn't even fucking shoot at it. <laughs> I literally locked it, and then all of a sudden it blew up, and I was like, you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I did have to think about it while it was still an invol. Like, oh, it's just a shuttle. Should I? Yeah, well, you never know what's inside it. <laughs> I burned over and scrammed it. I literally was sitting there like, god damn it. I literally locked it, and then it blew up, and I was like, ah! <laughs> I was just going to long point it. That's why you preheat and everything, and you, when it gets to unlock, and bam, you get that shot, and you still get credit, you know? Even you, though you, you have to remember, I'm, I'm a person that loves their 5.0 security status for their Concord ships, so... That's why you buy tags, duh. Hey, those, those shuttle kills are super impressive, right? I mean, nobody catches those, right? Yeah. But... All right, guys, thank you all for joining me on this shit show. Um, I don't know if it'll be the next episode or not. I'm still talking to CCP uh, devs about getting them on. So the next show or the following one probably will be a CCP, like, sit and shoot the shit about faction warfare. Um, and thanks for you guys for joining on, on the two-month late, one-year anniversary show. Um, you guys – yeah, you guys that follow and watch a lot of the shows and shit talk every once in a while and stream chat. Thanks. I mean, it's been a weird year. I only did 22 episodes before doing the anniversary show. I don't. I know I don't put them out fast enough, but try to put them out when I can. And after moving and kind of doing the CCP ballot thing, uh, having a regu more regular show was was really nice. So. 
Thank you all. Oh, wait, no. Uh, Noir is recruiting. If you fancy yourself a PvP here, you should go to, uh, you should join the in game channel, Noir, uh, Cafe Noir Dot. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> now, now, you know, I just need that less than 10 mem member to be like, it's not the size of your gang, it's how triangular it is. But, all right. You guys, <laughs> you guys fly dangerous. I don't even fly, say fly safe because everyone who's in Pokemon or our Mercs or enjoy this game for the fun that it is. None of us are, none of us like to fly safe. We like to have a little bit of spice in the, in the fleets. So I hope you Absolutely. all. All about having a good time. Yeah, exactly. Sounds. All right. Thank you all, um, and I will see you guys on the next show. Peace.